am really glad you're here today for the Content Creation Made Easy podcast. Today, I'm with Rosemarie Callender, and we are talking all things podcasting. Now, if you've been following along with me, you know that I encourage people to pick a core piece of content. You can call it your anchor content. I call it home-based content. It's a piece of content that you create. Probably takes you a little bit of time. It could be your blog, your YouTube videos, your podcast, and then we repurpose it. And I really wanted to dive into unpacking what it takes to create a podcast and get it out there and some of the challenges you might be having because you might want to consider doing a podcast today. And Rosemary is a podcast launch and systems strategist. She's basically an expert in this stuff. Her focus is helping purpose-led female coaches move start a podcast off of their vision board and get launched within six weeks. She has a 4P framework. We're probably going to dive into a little bit of that today, but her goal is to help people get their voices out into the world, amplify their voices and inspire others to do the same. And she believes that we all have a story that we should, we've got it within us and we should be telling it. And so I'm really excited to finally have this interview scheduled. We've gone back and forth so many times, Rosemary. I'm so glad we finally, the stars are aligned and we're ready to go. So thanks for being here. Oh, yes. Thank you so much, Jen. It's been an absolute pleasure. I'm so excited to talk about this because I think that podcasting is a great venue, but there's a lot of things that can be in our way, everything from tech to mindset, right? And then of course, Mm -hmm. what to say, but I would love before we dive in, tell us about your journey to get to this place of being a podcast strategist. Yeah. Well, yes, thank you. So I have been in business now two years in September. So what's that? About 21 months. I started off as a general VA serving female coaches. I absolutely love working with coaches. And I am here, as you mentioned, to really amplify and make sure that women take their seat at the table. Men Mm -hmm. have had their moment for far too long. But I started off as a VA and there was just something missing. My background, might I add, is supporting C-suite board members in London. I'm over in Essex in the UK. So I used to travel into London, providing PA support. So very admin systems processes focused. Mm -hmm. And so it made sense when I moved into the online space, thank you, COVID, to really (laughs) sort of support female coaches, business owners in that same way. Mm -hmm. But supporting someone two feet away from you and seven, eight women based all around the world is somewhat different, (laughs) but I tried my best. I felt that I could do more. I wanted to do more. I wanted to put my little stamp on the world. And yeah, as I said, just really support women in a more impactful way. Mm -hmm. And so one of my clients, she is still my client to this day. She's actually got two podcasts, but she was launching a book in the spring and she was guesting on lots of shows in preparation for that. And my support to her as a VA was taking those transcripts from those guest appearances and pulling quotes for her social media. Mm -hmm. And long story short, that's how I got into podcasting. I was like, huh, I've listened to podcasts before, but you never really think deeply, do you? You just accept all this stuff that you have in life. And I kind of just went down the rabbit hole of Google, learning mm. more about podcasting. And Christmas 2020, I took a podcast manager course and the rest, as they okay. say, is history. This year, 
I niched even more into the strategy and the systems piece. And I'm sure mm-hmm. we'll dig into this a little bit more, but that's because those are the two areas that I see podcasters not really focus on enough. And those are the two key pieces that I think helps make a podcast successful. Can you describe what it actually looks like when you meet a person who hasn't focused on systems? What is that person struggling with? Yes. So systems is very, one of those words, isn't it? Where you're not quite sure. But when I talk about systems, I am talking about processes and just using tools to make your life simpler and make your podcasting life simpler. So for me, very much around how much of your guest process can you streamline? Mm. Like no longer do you need to go back and forth 10 hundred times with someone. Oh, can you do this time? Can you do this time? Oh my gosh, I haven't got your bio. Oh my gosh. So as you know, you and I did for this show, fill out a form. That's it. So how much of that can you streamline? And then we're also thinking about planning ahead. I can mm-hmm. say this confidently because I have been there and I have done it. Before I launched my show, I'd mapped out the first year of episodes. However, when it came to actually doing the research and sitting there recording them, I was very much, a bit embarrassing to say, but very much sort of a few days before mm-hmm. the episode was due to go out. You don't do your best in those, I, I certainly don't do my best in those right. circumstances. So a system around that is batching. What does yeah. batching look like for you? And so now at the beginning, well, the end of the month for the month coming, I will sit down and really map out those, depending on if I have a guest or not, three, four episodes mm-hmm. so that I can get ahead. I never batch edit because for me, that's too much. Mm-hmm. But a lot of everything else is batched and I've moved to seasons as well. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of different systems that a yeah. podcaster can put in place, but that's kind of where I've seen people burn out because they've not put certain things yeah. in place to so what, invent it's it. It's like what you're describing is the person who's like, I'm going to have a podcast because I have ideas and I have things I want to say, but they haven't thought about all of these little thousands of steps that it yes. takes on the back end for planning and then recording and then editing. And not only that, and then marketing, all of it is, they're all teeny tiny systems that work together. A hundred percent. And I think a lot of people don't know all the teeny tiny pieces because there are unfortunately out there people, gurus, experts who are saying that all you need to start is a mic, a laptop and a message. No. (laughs) Okay, well, what do you need? (laughs) Well, you need a heck of a lot more than that. I can tell you that that's the beginning. But if you're listening to this and a podcast has been on your vision board, your dream list for a while, I will encourage you to think about, I call them the four W's and H. I haven't come up with anything more elaborate than that as yet. But one day the epiphany will strike. But starting with your why, so why do you want to start a podcast? I hope and pray it's not because everyone else is doing it. Like dig yes. deep. A bit like when you started your business, there's a why around that. Mm-hmm. The same for your podcast. Your podcast is an extension of your business, but in a way, it's not a not separate entity, but you do want to apply the same to your podcast because in those difficult months when maybe your growth has stopped for a little bit or you're just feeling exhausted you will think back to your why so what does your why look like for example for me and my podcast 
at the time I started, I very much wanted to streamline my content creation, sitting down and writing. I had no structure. Mm-hmm. I will dig into this a little bit later, but my podcast allows me to create content on a weekly basis. It allows me to, when someone drops into my DMs, can you ask him for help? I've got a podcast episode on this. Yeah. If a client asks for help about something, here's the transcript. Mm-hmm. So it just on a content piece, that's a big part. But then, of course, there's visibility, there's a building authority, credibility. It definitely helps with clients. I've had a number of clients on the call. I go through my whole spiel and then they're like, and then I say, do you have any questions? Oh, no, I've, lif- I've listened to your podcast. I'm good. <laughs> like, what are next steps? So right. everyone's got a different sort of why they want to start a podcast. But just think carefully and make a note, have a podcast notebook, if you will, of what your why, what your why is. And then we go to the what. So what are you going to speak about? And I would like to add here that it's not about what you want to speak about. It's about what you're listening. (laughs) Amen, 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 amen. (laughs) Yeah, because a lot of people, I've had that on calls before and I'm like, "Uh, red flag. No, I mean, it is a, a mix of both, but more 90% what your listeners want yeah. to hear. So as a business owner, you should, one caveat I have about a podcast is you have to be really clear. I only work with coaches who usually 18 months, two years in, they're really clear on who they're serving, how they're helping them, what their objections are, what their desires are, what they got, all that kind of stuff, because right. that will feed into your podcast episodes. So. What are you going to talk about? What are the objections? What do they need to hear? Mm-hmm. All that kind of stuff. So be really, really clear about what it is that you're talking about. And it might be that I always use mindset coaches as an example. Oh, yeah. But it might be as a mindset coach, your overall podcast theme could obviously be mindset, but how is that broken down? And really take the time before you set off, do as I did, really get those topics, get those draft episode titles written down, mm-hmm. use Trello or Sana, whatever project mm-hmm. management tool, a good old notebook works as well mm-hmm. and get those mapped out. So you've kind of got an idea of what you're doing. So that's yeah. the what. And I touched on this a little bit. Then we go to the who. Mm-hmm. Who are you speaking to? Who is your ideal listener? As a business owner, I would imagine that this is your ideal client, especially if the podcast is an extension of your business. If you're starting a podcast about knitting and you are a coach, then clearly the two have nothing to do with one another. So that is fine. But if they're both aligned with each other, by all means, dip into your sort of ideal client avatar and really pull from that and really work out who it is that you're speaking to. You might also want to think about, do they listen to podcasts? So before you start on your journey, if you have a Facebook group or you have a community of some kind, do make sure that your community do listen to podcasts. And that Mm -hmm. goes into the why, because you might want to start a podcast because it works for you. But if your ideal listener doesn't tune in for whatever reason, then you're not necessarily going to see the success with your show. So that's something to kind of think about. And then also with the who, when are they likely to tune in? So if they are listeners, so if you're a leadership coach for managers, like one of my clients, 
there and well, depending on where you are in the world, they might have started commuting into work again. So you might want to take that into consideration. It's when are they likely to listen? Is it on the morning commute, lunchtime? And that feeds into how long your episodes are. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the when. So something that a lot of people fail to do, and this might be my PA background. I love a deadline. Mm-hmm. I love putting a deadline in my calendar. If it's not in my calendar, it's not going to happen. So a lot of people say, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to start a podcast. But they don't actually, or anything really, any sort of project. And they don't actually put that date in the calendar. Pick a date, not randomly. Kind of look at your schedule. Look at what's going on at home, in the business. And pick a date that feels right. Try to avoid any other launches. Because a podcast launch is on par with, a program launch, there's a lot of stuff, even if you're working with someone like myself, there's a lot mm-hmm. of stuff to consider. So when are you going to launch? I normally work to a six-week plan, depending on if you're doing it yourself, you might need a bit longer, maybe three. I wouldn't say six, that might, you might lose momentum. Mm-hmm. But choose a period of time based on your own schedule, how much time you've got going in. We have moms, we're we're daughters, we've got all this stuff going on. So choose wisely and put that date in the calendar and work backwards. Mm-hmm. What needs to be done when? And finally, how? And how is around, are you going to do just the audio piece or are we going to do video like Jen does for her show? Video is not an excessive amount of extra work. If you know what you're doing, right. <laughs> it's not a lot of extra work. But because video is on the rise, it makes sense to do both. But mm-hmm. it might be that you lead up to that. It might be starting out. It's a bit too much. Totally understand. But something to keep in mind mm-hmm. for the future. So those are the five things that I believe that you should think about before you even start worrying about a microphone, which is what a lot yeah. of people. It's so, you know, what that reminds me of is when people say, I want to start a business. The first thing that they do is hire a web designer and a branding person before they do any of the, and they always suffer. They always suffer. And then they come back and they're like, oh, I don't know who's my who. I don't know. What's my why. I don't know even what to be saying on this website. And so then you have to step back. So I love that you've given this advice because it's, it's foundational and it's not sexy but it will save you so many hours and so much frustration on the other side. Yes. And you will see success Mm -hmm. because I think a lot of people, I think, what's the stat? Is it 75% of podcasts have pod faded, which is another Mm. term for burnout. Wow. So the 2.5 million, I think we're on at the moment at the time of recording in June, 2022, I think there are around 2.5 million podcasts, 75% of those have pod faded. And when I say mm. pod fade, I mean, there's anything from three to seven to 10 episodes that just stopped. Yeah. There's no episode that says, oh, this is the end of the season. It's just very clear. I saw one the other day that had three episodes. It was clearly on launch because they all had the same date. Yeah. Nothing since. And that was in 2020. Wow. And that goes back to your idea of your your point that if you don't have the systems in place, it's so easy. Having so just easy. the idea is not enough. It's just you not enough. Systems, because yeah. then you get in there and you start mucking around, and you're like, "Oh, this oh, I don't have yeah. capacity for this." Oh, <laughs> That's exactly oh. it. Yeah, I think people really underestimate 
because they might be looking at the Amy Porterfields and the Jenny Cushers of the world. We have to remember they've got teams. I don't know how many people are on their team, but a lot of people or women that I work with are solopreneurs. They might work with me, they might work with a VA, but they definitely don't have a team of 20 who, you know, I get an idea and I could just ping that off to God knows who (laughs) to make it happen. So you just need to be really aware of your capacity. But I have, it pains me when I come across a show because sometimes I might want information on a topic and I do a search in Apple Podcasts. I say, oh, this looks good. Oh, but oh no. 2020, mm-hmm. five episodes. And I'm like, oh, what happened? It really pays me to see this. <laughs> right, right. So if you take nothing else away from this episode, please take the time, as you said, to put those foundational pieces in place and the rest will come in due course. I love that advice. So I want to talk about what happens next once you get those foundations done and you've carved out time and you've reverse engineered and you know all of your whys. I want to talk about what still might keep people from going. And I think that there's this belief that if I don't have 5,000 downloads every episode, it's not worth my time. Or, oh, here's another celebrity who's putting out another podcast talking to his or her friends that people are downloading by the millions. So Mm -hmm. I shouldn't put my podcast out there. So I know that as a podcaster, I have had those thoughts too. Tell me, do your clients struggle with this? And if so, how do you help them through it? So. Not those two specifically. Other common beliefs that I have come across are around, there's a lot of podcasts out there that are in the same niche. How do oh, I yeah. stand out? Yep. Another one is around, what will I talk about? So the fear of kind of running out mm. of ideas, mm-hmm. which I think that's just a block because as a business owner, you've got so much knowledge and expertise right. that, you know, that's not even a thing. And then something that pops up. So obviously when they come to me, start working together, they've decided to launch. But at some point, I think reality sets in. And my clients don't necessarily tell me, but I can kind of sense it. Where the mind monkeys, whatever Mm -hmm. the mind monkey might be, might start cropping up. Mm -hmm. So one big thing is around that first episode when they sit down to do that first episode. And for me, not everyone does this, but I advocate for the first episode being quite introductory. Doesn't have to be very long, but 15, 20 minutes, just set the scene. It's a bit of an extension of the trailer, but you're just letting your listeners know a bit more about you, who makes you the person to speak on this topic and kind of what they can expect. So like I said, setting Mm -hmm. the scene. Some of my clients, when they sit down to do that, there is very much this, okay, I need to re-record. I need to re-record. And it's like, with one client, I had to get really strict. I'm like, right. <laughs> you, no one is ever going to look back on their first episode. I think, oh my gosh, that was amazing. So can you just <laughs> upload it for me, please? Let us move along, move along. So that's definitely something that I see. And feedback from a client once I recommend the trailer goes out. Remember, I do a six-week plan. Mm -hmm. So the trailer goes out two weeks before launch date, so week four. And I have noticed to the point where I'm trying to think how I can tweak my own package, my own offer, is, I don't know, people sometimes feel like, okay, the trailer's here, but I'm I'm not going to say anything about it. Oh, 
So then we go through, so part of my package, we jump on a call week two or three and we formulate a marketing plan. Because as you mentioned, marketing is a key part. If no one knows about your show, then there's just no point. So that's where (laughs) marketing comes in. But marketing is not new to you as a business owner. So it shouldn't be like, ah, but I don't know, there's something about having a podcast. But I've noticed we do this whole marketing call. We pull a plan together, the trailer, your trailer goes out. Yay! I send my email, send Instagram messages or voice notes. And then I'm waiting. <laughs> so then the trailer goes out. They post some trailer release day. But then they're supposed to post in between to just mm-hmm. get the audience engaged and subscribed. And then it's crickets. And I'm like, what is going on here? So I think there is that element of, oh my gosh, I'm really doing this and the fear uh, comes in a little bit. So there's there's lots of different pieces, but I think what holds people back is around who am I to start mm-hmm. a podcast? I need to do X, Y, Z before I start a podcast. Like mm-hmm. I need to launch my book. I need to start my membership. Mm-hmm. I need to, all that stuff for the business. There's a lot. There's a lot that we allow to hold us back. And I was definitely that person. It was February 2021. A coach I was working with, a marketing coach, was trying to, you know, find the right marketing route for me. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't like Instagram. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like LinkedIn. I don't like social media. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, you should start a podcast. And I was just like, huh? No. And talk <laughs> about what? And because I was only mm. a month or two that's right. Really? It started in December 2020. Yeah. That's right. So it was kind of like, no. And then it took me about three, four months of not being able to really write. Cause I'm not a writer. I'm very much a talker. Mm-hmm. And it was like the, the idea was mine. I thought I should start a podcast. <laughs> she I just she, in the scene. <laughs> she hadn't told me like three, four, five months earlier. That's a great idea, Rosemary. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> How did you think of that? Exactly. (laughs) Brilliant. (laughs) But I think once I decided, of course, I remembered and I um, sent her a message to say, I'm going to do it. (laughs) But yeah, I haven't haven't looked back. And Mm -hmm. looking back, I could have positioned my show a lot better, but you don't know what you don't know. It's all kind of lessons. Even as the expert, I have certainly learned lessons and I've passed those on to my clients. But I think if it's something that you really want to do, Mm-hmm. I understand the fear of it's funny because there's a fear of visibility, but at the same time, we know we need to be visible. Like a lot of my clients want to make a bigger impact. Mm-hmm. And there's only so much you could do on social media where they're yeah. changing every five seconds. But just give it a go. Make the yeah. plan, you know, points one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> yes. But yeah, make it happen. Podcasting is growing. I did a post recently around, there's a website called The Verge that predicts that the podcasting industry will be $4 billion Mm. by 2024. So I think currently it's two. So in a year and a half, that's going to double. More than double. Yeah. Yeah. So we are, I say we, like I'm podcasting queen, but you know, the (laughs) the industry is growing. Mm Mm-hmm. Why not hop on now and reap the benefits? It's like 
anything in your business is you have to give yourself the grace and the permission to grow and maybe suck a little bit here and learn a little bit more there. I never go back and listen to my old podcast episodes. I don't want to hear them, but uh, (laughs) they do. The reason I started my why was a client said to me in the middle of a session, I wish I just had a little Jen Liddy in my back pocket for those hard moments. And I was like, well, if I do a podcast, she can like search whatever she needs and there it would be. And so that was my why really to serve my clients better. And it just kind of grew from there. The other thing I've struggled with, you know, who am I to put this podcast out? Mm -hmm. There's so many bigger names talking about podcasting and content and all of the things that I talk about. And why would anyone listen to me? And I always like to remind people as my father so eloquently says, there's an ass for every seat, which means somebody is going to like you and they might not like that gigantic internet guru, or they want to hear your voice because they can't stand the voice of somebody else. Really, you just never know how you're going to appeal to somebody. And Mm -hmm. it's okay that there's people you're not appealing to. And I think that if we can give ourselves permission to figure out what feels good to us, you know, there's no one right way to do any of this stuff. Yeah. A hundred percent. That is exactly it. How you can make your podcast stand out is just being yourself. You are what makes your podcast unique. Of course, there's lots of different categories and they're all very, very busy or saturated if you want. But just remember, a lot of podcasts are not currently live. Mm. So the competition, so to speak, is a lot less than you think it is. Yeah. So shoot your shot. And mm. I might add here that I think a lot of people might think that, so one objection actually that I hear a lot is I don't have the time. Mm-hmm. Too, busy that's, podcast. <laughs> too busy Yes, that's where the name came from. <laughs> that's definitely where the name came from because I think a lot of people see it as something else to do. Yeah. But I'm really trying to shift that perspective to, as we touched on earlier, your anchor, your core Mm -hmm. content, whatever it might be, you're not doing content for social media, email list, plus the podcast. Your podcast is taking over. It is the top of your sales funnel. If you want it to be, it's the top of your content funnel, a 15, 20 minute episode if you put lots of value into it, mm-hmm. you transcribe it, you pull out quotes. Mm-hmm. If you do the video as Jen does, you can take a 30, 60 second video and stick it on social media. You can take, I don't know, what is YouTube? I'm not really on YouTube. Maybe five minute clip and stick it on YouTube and say, check out the full episode mm-hmm. and include the link. The same for your email list. You are not adding things to your to-do list. Your podcast is, in my opinion, a very important asset for your business. And I think where a lot of people, and I've had to have very stern conversations (laughs) with a couple of my clients, (laughs) is that they just see it as something else to do. Like I've had a client say to me before, what was it? Something along the lines of, oh, I have to find time to, and I just thought, no, no. No, it's not about just, I wish I was quite this strict with my clients, but (laughs) I do love them. But on a serious note, it was very much, you need to see your podcast as it, it is it, capital I and capital 
NFT. Yes. And if you do it in the right way, it will feel, and the systems, all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. it will feel effortless and it will feel fun. But if you go into it thinking it's something else to do, I've got to see clients, I've got to, I don't know, the washing machine is broken down, <laughs> whatever it is, yes. and the podcast drops, something else needs to drop, not the podcast, because right. it will, in the long run, serve you better. And I don't know about you, but Instagram feeds is 48 hours. Instagram stories is 24 hours. If someone, if I didn't have my podcast, well, when I didn't and people DM'd me a question, I have to then sit down and type out this long response or send a voice note. Now someone reached out to me about podcast guesting. She wanted help with her pitch email. Mm -hmm. I quickly looked at it, literally two seconds of my life. I immediately some stuff jumped out at me, three bullet points linked to my podcast done. Mm-hmm. And I can continue to do that as long as my podcast is live. It's very sticky in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And it, it will continue to work for you. I think yes. I heard recently, I don't know where I heard this, but, oh yes. Another podcasting guru, more respected <laughs> than maybe some <laughs> of the random right. advice that you hear. But she said podcasting, the sort of um, lifespan is seven years, Mm -hmm. 48 hours, 24 hours. LinkedIn, you might get a month, Mm. but nothing, there's no social media platform that will get you anything quite like a podcast. And if you pair a podcast with Pinterest, which is probably a totally different episode, because Pinterest is a search engine. Again, content lives on there for years. So you just have to think, do you want to work smarter mm-hmm. or do you want to work harder? And I know which one I would go with. Yeah, and I'm encouraging all the other people listening to this to do the same. I had Presh Rogers on. I know you know Presh. Yeah, She's the Pinterest Presh. expert. Yeah. And so she talked about Pinterest. So if you're wondering about how to pair Pinterest with your podcast, that's a lot of peas. Go see Presh. <laughs> go see my episode with Presh because she's yes. got a lot, to, a lot of feedback on that too. Yeah. I'm glad Presh you mentioned that. The more sticky we can make our stuff, the better, because once people find us and they like us, they generally want to hear from us regularly. Mm -hmm. They want to go back. They'll listen to two or three episodes at a time. All of the things you've said have been such gems, Rosemary. Thank you so much. So how can people find your podcast, Too Busy to Podcast? Where are you? Are you everywhere? So I'm everywhere as I should be, but yeah, the main platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google, Alexa, Audible, all those Mm -hmm. kind of places. Great. Where I am online, Instagram, I hang out quite a lot. Or if you're on LinkedIn, Rosemary Calendar, connect with me over there. And then my website is www.toobusytopodcast.co.uk. .co.uk, yes. How do people work with you? Do you work one-to-one with people? So I work one-to-one with mm-hmm. my clients. Done for you, like I mm. mentioned, six weeks launch sometimes eight depending on the client i also done done with you so if you just want someone to keep you accountable you want to do it yourself but maybe you want to save yourself the aggravation of googling all the pieces i can do done with you we'll meet once a week and we'll follow the same framework as i would with my done for you clients i of course do nothing i just kind of give you the steps Mm -hmm. and voxer you during the week to kind of make sure you're making progress. So that's mm-hmm. an option. And if you are someone who wants to do it all yourself, 
or a podcast, you're already a podcaster and maybe you're feeling a little stuck, then I have a strategy call as well. We'll just jump on Zoom. Yeah, for 75 minutes. And that is your time to ask me anything that might be, you know, burning. (laughs) You know, I wanted to encourage people, if you feel stuck and you have a podcast and you're listening to this, talking with somebody about your podcast can be really powerful. In fact, About a year and a half ago, I wanted to change directions, really more hone in on general business and talk specifically about content. I was going to do that at the beginning of 2020. And I was scared to death of like, I had built all of this stuff up and my podcast producer just, you know, eased my fears and we Mm. took care of all of the little systems and all the pieces and parts to make it happen. Here I am today with content creation made easy, which is so much more specific and so much more searchable. And again, podcasts are highly searchable. So again, it makes it more sticky. So if if you are listening to this podcast and you've listened to the the W's and the H and (laughs) all of the foundations and all of the things that Rosemary has shared with us, and you're thinking, maybe I would love to move you from a maybe to a yes, because your people really do need to hear from you. And again, I always feel like on socials, we have that veil between us, right? Like it's, it's usually not something we're doing live. It's usually something Mm -hmm. like a picture or something we wrote before, but really a podcast is now you're hearing our voice, you're hearing our cadence, you're hearing our interactions. And the other thing I love about having a podcast is that I feel that it adds a level of gravitas to your business and it really develops relationships because Rosemary and I have had like several chats at this point. And, you know, I, I love knowing her. She's in another country and she's a great, she's got great Mm -hmm. content on Instagram. So it's really a relationship developer as well. Yes. I was on my, I did a podcast with one of my clients recently. And one thing she mentioned was for her show, she is about four or five months in Mm -hmm. and she t- spoke about how her podcast allows her to reach out to people yes as a guest because unless you're pitching yourself to the Oprah Winfrey's of the world if you're pitching yourself to a normal not saying that Oprah is not normal but you know a normal <laughs> business owner it's very very unlikely you're going to get a no so yeah. if you listen to this and there's someone that you would absolutely love to meet and have a conversation a pod, not saying that this should be your only why, but a benefit of having your really podcast is. would be it will open the doors because podcasts allow people to talk about themselves and the topics that they're passionate about. So just just sit on that a little bit. If there's yeah. one or two, three people that you think, oh my God, I would love to spend 30 minutes talking with this person, a mm-hmm. podcast will allow you That's to do that. That's a great point. And don't be afraid that like, who am I and my pathetic little podcast? Don't, don't be no. like, I want to say this goes both ways. So I have invited big names onto my podcast and gotten a yes. And that is amazing. And I've also pitched myself, but I'll pitch myself to small podcasts as well as more established podcasts mm-hmm. because you don't know who's listening to those podcasts. Yes, It's really very possible that somebody could find you on a more obscure, smaller podcast and just really connect with you. So I always invite people to not be snobs about who they will say yes and no to, especially when you're trying to gain traction in your own business. Yes. A hundred percent. Just make sure they're aligned. So if their audience is gardeners and you work with moms, then clearly (laughs) that's not going to work. But yeah, just kind of be really strategic about Mm -hmm. that so that you can, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, it is about giving your listeners value. Yes. When you have a guest on your show, you know, making sure that they get value from the episode, but from your perspective as well, 
something another client taught me on my, she was a guest on my show, was around a very key question to ask. Who can you introduce me to? Who mm-hmm. should I meet that you know? So if you have like a, a laundry list of people and there's this really big person at the top of that list, who will get you? Who are the mm, steps? I love that. The kind of get, yeah, she told me that about a year ago and it's still yeah. stuck in my head. So yeah, no, very, very, yeah, it is relationship. There's so many pros mm-hmm. to, I can't think of a can't. I mean, time, but as we talked about, I don't think having a, because it replaces your content mm-hmm. creation, there's not a huge, and once you get into the launch is tricky because there's so many different pieces. Mm-hmm. I recommend you work with someone. It doesn't have to be me. I mean, I love it to be me, but work with someone to get your show off the ground. And then if you want to pick it up yourself or some of the pieces, make sure that they're able to show you the best way to do that so that you can incorporate into your business. So it doesn't feel like a burden or a chore. Yes. And then, yeah, just watch the, um, like my client launched hers two weeks before she launched a new course and it was Mm -hmm. her biggest course launch ever. Mm -hmm. So there is certain things that you need to take into consideration, but there's so many pros. Yes, just, I agree. just do it. If you're listening to this, <laughs> just do it. You're missing out. It is so rewarding in so yeah. many different ways. And don't be put off by the number of podcasts out there. You know, no, there's just because that people number are going to find not real. Your, it's yes, it's not real, and it really doesn't matter. People are going no. to find your podcast because they like your content with your voice and your flair, the way that you spin things. Yes. Mm -hmm. And just know that you will get better episode one, episode 10, episode 25, a hundred. If you were, I mean, I'm like Jen, I don't listen back, but if, you know, (laughs) if you were to listen back, I promise you, even with one of my clients, she did a 12 episode first season. Mm -hmm. And because I'm editing it, I can hear the growth and the confidence. But I shared that with her because I wanted her to know so she knew she was on the right track and she really appreciated that feedback. Oh, that's but so for great. your listeners, just know that a bit like your, with your business, you will grow. Mm-hmm. So don't seek, that's another sort of thing. Don't seek perfection because it's not going to come. And you're just yeah. holding yourself back from this beautiful space that is podcasting. Yeah, it could really just bloom as you yes. grow with it. Yeah. Yes. Well, Rosemary, thank you so much for the insights and our conversation and the encouragement that you've given to people. So can you say your website again so people can go find you and also how they can find you on Instagram? Yes. So it is www.toobusytopodcast.co.uk. I think .com diverts. So don't worry mm-hmm. if you get that wrong. And Instagram is too busy to podcast. So T-O-O, busy to podcast. Love it. Thanks for listening today. I hope that you feel encouraged to put your voice out there. We really need to hear your voice and your content in your way. And don't worry about all of the perfection to get started. Just get going. So thanks, Rosemary. Thank you so much. Bye, everyone. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.